Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about Housemarque's Returnal on PS5. Before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. They're pretty sweet. Last time we talked about a bunch of food and drink, mainly David Steele's pizza. Yes. It was delicious. Mm. We even had David Steele's Pizza 2.0 this past weekend. Yeah. It was also delicious once again. I got I got my fresh mushroom pizza and it was delicious. Uh, yep. Seriously? Yes. Was there a fried egg on top? Sadly, no. I mean, I could have made him do that and it would have been amazing, but uh, maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah. Uh, and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. That's, uh, yeah, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Hormove Yearbook Boys are doing an episode this week on the remake of House of Wax, starring one Paris Hilton. Please go give it a listen. I'm sure it's going to be good. You can also listen to the Tiny Terror that came out on the main feed last week to get just a little bit more of our very own John that's talking about uh, creepy stuff that happened in our parents' house on the Tiny Terror titled Kids Are Creepy As Fuck. So please go (laughs) give that a listen. That is uh, a quote. Enjoy. Quote, yes. unquote. From the show. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. I know that uh, they're also working on a multimedium at some point, and we did a Midwest Film Nerds on the new Mortal Kombat film that came out a couple weeks ago, so please go give that a listen as well. That was a good time. Uh, yeah, that's it, I think. Cool. I've been uh, playing nothing but Returnal in my spare time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I don't really have anything else to talk about. Brian, you said you were playing some stuff. What did you, what did you play? Um, well, I didn't have a chance to play a lot, but I did get to play the, uh, the newest season of Apex Legends added a new mode, an arena mode, which is 3v3, uh, like round based kind of, you know, are they going for like the quake three arena type? Is that what they mean by arena or is it just smaller, you know? It's more like playing uh, Counter-Strike with your Apex Legends. Characters. Yeah, characters. So, I mean, yeah, okay. it feels like Apex Legends as far as um, like the gameplay goes. All the, the Legends behave the same way. But in between rounds, you can buy your loadout, basically. And each round, you have successively more... Uh, money so you basically can like buy the better guns like further into the game it gets and you can also buy like your ultimate ability it doesn't just automatically power up over time like it does in the regular game was that kind of valorant as well because i've heard people call that kind of like a uh a counter-strike-y overwatch-ish yeah, Dang. well, I mean, there's no objective in this other than to eliminate okay. the other team. So, th- so what's Counter-Strike-ish about it is that there's rounds and you buy your loadout, is okay. what I mean. Okay. But other than that, it doesn't feel anything like that. Whereas, um, I believe, like, Valorant is, like, through and through, gameplay-wise, structured off of Counter-Strike. Um, it's, uh... It's pretty fun, honestly. Like it got, it was frustrating at first because I it just seemed like every team was going to be like super sweaty, and we were not. For one thing, Gladish <laughs> had installed the game like, and that was like the first day he had played it at all. <laughs> and yeah, Jim and I we play duos a lot, like the just the battle royale mode. Yeah. Um. So it was like a little difficult for us to get our bearings, but um, like uh, it worked out. It was pretty fun. Had some good rounds. I personally do pretty well on that mode compared to the the regular game. I f- I think. So, like so it, is it? It's three v three. You said right. That's 
seems small, but is yeah. it um is it like a are there respawns or is it just like a no. trials like a trials of Osiris kind of situation? Yeah, it's like that. It's an elimination okay. style. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Guess but, I didn't make that very clear. <laughs> no, I yeah, I just it it kind of like I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of weird that they're like it would have been weird to me if they were like, well, let's just make it more like what Quake or Unreal Tournament were, but, you know. But instead, they like... made a better version of Trials of Osiris in a whole different game. <laughs> yeah, is Corey playing this now? Has he switched he's been, over He's yet? been playing a lot of Apex lately, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's been playing this mode much. Like, I've played with him here and there, but um, this mode was not available yet. Mm. Um, The last time I played with him, but uh, there was also a there was a whole slew of technical issues the first day that they launched it, which is pretty standard for yeah. that game, especially like too many people trying to download the patch, too many people trying to log on, you know, classic uh, stuff that happens every time destiny has an update too, which apparently yeah. it had one today that made the game unplayable for a lot of people for hours. <laughs> like you, you couldn't go to planets at all, apparently. I feel like that's just an Onion article title that comes out every time there's a Destiny patch. I only mention that because I do. I did log in once. Like this last season is the only time I haven't bought a season pass for Destiny. Like all Damn. through Destiny One and Destiny Two. But I yeah. logged on once just to get my free uh, clan engrams for the week before got- the season was over. I got a, a screen capture video yesterday from Nick, and uh, it's just a Destiny 2 ad from his Facebook app, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's like, new feature, armor synthesis, customize your armor how you want, to take, and take on your enemies in style. Free for all players. And, <laughs> and then in the screen capture video, he just scrolls down to the comments, and there's somebody in the comments that has posted the old Captain America saying, no, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> So, at least that, that came out of the new Destiny stuff. That whole system had backlash before it was even implemented, because it is so fucking convoluted, yeah. like, how you have to go about unlocking like four different cosmetics that you yeah. already should have unlocked just by picking them up, you know? Yeah, it, it's There's, like, it's, it's a like, system that games have had since World of Warcraft, at least, and all, probably before that, but... Apparently, it's like a new thing to figure out how to implement it into Destiny. Well, it's a new thing to figure out how to implement it that will get you people playing the game for several more weeks until the next season comes out, right? Yeah. So, like, doesn't it? It involves like four different types of currency that all like get made from each other, basically. Kind of. I don't know. We don't don't even need to. Never mind. I, I regret asking that question. I don't know. I probably will check it out this season just because I I kind of miss the the base Destiny gameplay loop here and there when I feel like shutting my brain off. What do you need like <laughs> bright dust and dull dust and red dust and blue dust like some weird fucked up Doctor Seuss? Well, no, pretty much. It's like aren't they all like thread something? Yeah, basically, from what I understand, it you find yeah some sort of thread resource out in the field and then you use that to like upgrade some machine that will then it's like a uh what are those a loom you're like upgrading a loom but that then allows you to upgrade that resource into a better version of that resource and then you can use so many of those to get what you're, you know, actually chasing. I just, I guess, I'm and th- just, but there's a maximum amount you can get, like per season or something, which is ridiculous. It all just sounds really dumb, and I'm really happy I don't play that game anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's an optional thing, though. It's not like, like if you like the way your armor looks, just. Leave I mean, it be. You know, you know nothing else, else in that game is fun. The whole game's optional. It's fucking, but yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I opted out. Oh, man. I'm out. All right, well, let's play more uh, Outriders, and then I won't have to think about Destiny. But Oh, excuse me. Uh, synth Strand turns into Synth Chord, and then turns into Synth Weave, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. That's Synth Dumb. Uh, yeah. It's four easy steps. Defeat enemies to collect Synth Strand. Spend the Synth Strand on bounties to collect something else called Synth Chord. 
Then once you have enough synth cord, you have to convert the synth cord into synth weave, and then spend your synth weave to transmogrify the appearance of a piece of equipment. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. I mean, synth cords, that sounds pretty cool. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been, a while, been a while since we talked some Destiny, and that's good. It's nice. Yeah, yes. I figured it was hit, about time. Hit that cricket button. <laughs> which, uh, let's see if I can guess which one it is. Uh... Nope. Uh, <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Just leave it at that. <laughs> Game's uh, a joke. <laughs> just sounded like you trolled yourself. <laughs> I don't I don't use them enough to remember which one is which. That's Maybe you fault. should label them. They, they need to be buttons like on the uh, uh what is it, the the Elgato stream decks where you can like program like what's on it or whatever. Yeah, so you yeah, can just have Arnold's like, face on all of them. That'd be good. That'd the be Arnold awesome. Is actually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really, really good. Um, yeah. No, that'd be nice. There's a thing where I can see them, but I can't see them and be recording at the same time. Either. No, that's that's not right. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. John, do you want to talk about Returnal now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Returnal. Re- yeah, I don't know how you how do you want to describe Returnal. The best way I could describe Returnal would be Dead Cells 3D in space with guns and way more aggravation. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I mean, an good. obscene amount of aggravation, and you don't really get to keep any of your shit when you fucking die. It sucks, but so it's that, so good. It's, <laughs> but it's it is a. It is a third person third person action roguelike, I believe is what it would technically be, with some shoot 'em up type elements. I'll put that in there too. Um because you know, you're you're shooting things as a in from the third person perspective, those things are shooting bullets at you that you can either dash through or jump over or avoid, uh, like the shoot 'em up. Um, but anytime that you die, you start all the way back at the beginning and you don't really carry too much over. Which is the roguelike version of it, uh, or or what that where that d- descriptor comes from? But uh, this is from Housemark, who's done other games such as Super Stardust HD and uh, Resogun. Resogun on the PS4, which was a launch title. Did you see the um, Resogun bobblehead thing in the ship? No, there's like I a little not. Resogun person bobbleheady kind of thing, like and on the dash of the ship. That's awesome. I'll have to look for that next time I play. Yeah. Um, this game is cool. Yeah. It's cool as hell. It is like way cooler than I thought it would be because when they first showed it off, I didn't give a rat's ass about it. But um, it's it has a really cool like premise. It, uh, it, it the guns are kind of simple, I would say, but. It, it, the shoot 'em up thing, it didn't even dawn on me until you said it, Alex. Because, like, <laughs> it didn't really click, but that makes so much sense because of the way the enemies all have attacks that, like, fan out at you. Yep. Or they have, like, some of them have, like, a thing where they'll lock onto you and then release a stream of bullets at you. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of the game's nuts, man. It's and it's it's super aggravating. And, like, you start getting places and you, you're, like, unlocking things in, like, it's like procedurally generated in a way like it's not really yeah. i don't want to say procedurally generated because that's not right it's the it, the map it's, it's kind of twists and it, like you'll get the same rooms from map to map yeah. as you die and restart but you they kind of flip around the order of where they're where you're coming in and going and yada yada but for the most part it's it's a lot it's it's just man like it every time you feel like you're getting somewhere you fucking die and you have to start over and you don't get any of your guns you don't get any of your upgrades any any of your life upgrades that you had that like extended your your hit points or as in the game they're called uh integrity your suits integrity as you increase Mm -hmm. that by collecting um this one silphium resin yeah silphium resin uh like that goes away. All of it goes away. And it's super aggravating because you like every time you feel like you're getting somewhere, all of a sudden you're no longer there. Like you start back over is what it seems like. It's basically my life. <laughs> like it's what my life is on a daily basis. I go through all the same motions every day <laughs> and then I go to bed and I wake up and I start over and it does it all over again. 
And I've lost, I've lost everything every time. (laughs) Is it as fun as Returnal though? My life? Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) It depends on how how the run goes every day. Yeah, it depends on the run for the day. Depends on how much you get to sleep in between runs, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this game's really Um, cool. It's dark. It's atmospheric. It's got like interesting music and like lore that you're collecting and like pieces of like thing, like, uh, you're you're deciphering like alien language yeah alien language stuff and like figuring out what's going on in the world there's a point where like and this i don't think this spoils anything but like for some reason like your childhood home is like on the map and you can go to it for whatever reason and it's a when when you enter it you go into first person and it's very very reminiscent of PT which is cool in my opinion it's creepy as fuck. And then, it, like, there's... Oh, 100%. De- depending on the decisions you make in there, too, like, I don't know if you can get back into the house, but, like, there was, like, a doorway I could have gone through, but I didn't. I went a different way, and then it, like, put me through the sequence where I received an astronaut doll, which, mm-hmm. if you receive the astronaut doll, that's basically, like, a second life, mm-hmm. um, which is super fucking helpful when you fight the boss that has three fucking health bars. <laughs> like you defeat one health bar and he gets another one and then you defeat that health bar and he gets another one and then he kills and it, you and you start over and then he atta- he's even more aggro with each health bar you, of course you only get one health bar so his three health bars are basically like hey man fuck you <laughs> yeah no um uh and we should say this is basically the second PlayStation 5 actual exclusive behind uh Demon Souls. Yes. Cuz Miles Morales is available on PS4. Um so is Sackboy, I think. I don't think there's really been anything else that's been exclusive except for Demon Souls and this. Um it is 69.99. It is a full price PlayStation 5 game and um I've now played 12 or 13 hours of this game, and I can say up until Sunday, which is probably like when I played hours 9 through nine through 11 or something like that. I wish I had the patience to play it that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing, is that like in a lot of roguelikes, there's, there's a distinction between a roguelike and a roguelite. And for people who don't know the etymology of the, the term... There was a game called Rogue that came out back in the day, uh, you know, closer to when Brian was a middle-aged man, and you could <laughs> boot it up off of your five-and-a-half-inch floppy or whatever it was. That's five, five and a quarter. quarter. And, Three and um, a half. Brian's more like eight-and-a-half floppy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was a procedurally generated game that changed each time, and it was made, like, the, the map was shown in ASCII art, and you were moving through rooms and things like that. And so that's... That's what games like Hades and Spelunky and like all these other types of games, Dead Cells, like John mentioned, all those are rogue-like in some form. But some games are called rogue-lite. Hades is a rogue-lite. Uh, rogue Legacy is a rogue-lite because every time you play, you're gathering things that do somewhat carry over into the next round. You're either unlocking more items in the case of Dead Cells. For you to be able to get more of and, and do different things with, which is also kind of what you can do in Returnal as well. I was gonna say it's but kind in, of somewhere between the two in a way. E- like, oh yeah, in Hades you can like get currencies that you're feeding into stats that kind of make you more powerful or do different things, make your life last long, whatever it's gonna do. There's not R- Returnal feels closer to the rogue like than it does the rogue light, where it's making you play more of a traditional rogue type of game. But there are some things here and there that do do carry over. There are some items that will carry over, you know, like you do start the game without a melee attack, but eventually you find the melee weapon and then it's with you. So there's a few select things that they help you. There's some traversal items and things like that that they do carry over in between. All of that said, um... In a lot of roguelike games, Spelunky, Hades, all that stuff, like a typical run maybe only lasts you like 30 minutes, maybe. I don't know. Something like that for the most part. In Spelunky, you can only spend like three minutes in each stage before it sends a ghost after you that will hunt you down and kill you unless you go into the next room. 
Hades doesn't do that, but you like do what you need to do in the room and then you go. In Returnal, there's so much emphasis put on like exploring and hey, you like it kind of notates what doors are critical path doors and which ones are like uh optional doors, you know, on the map that you can see. It changes what type of archway is over them. Yeah, I so, just noticed that today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing to know. But um so you can kind of like you can continue to explore and it's all about like, oh, I can go into this room, I might face more enemies, but I might also get more stuff and it might help me out. So like a run can last you over an hour if you spend enough time you go slow like i do uh you don't like run in and try to kill everything and try to take it really slow that's when i'm most successful is when i try to like rein myself in and do it in a very slow kind of methodical way looking for every single item and any secrets that i can find and exploring every nook and cranny that type of thing so in that sense like it can be less frustrating if you don't die as often but also it's almost more frustrating because you're putting way more time into every single run and so that's why up until sunday i was kind of like i don't really know if i like this game and i don't really know if it's 70 dollars worth but then sunday is the first time that i've beaten the first boss and it was the first time that i beat the second boss and got to the third area and now i kind of feel like okay I'm starting to feel the limitations and know where I can kind of like what things are more beneficial than others and that type of stuff. So like learning the language of this particular roguelike game has been really cool. And I've kind of found the breakthrough point where I'm like, all right, I still don't know if I'm ever going to beat this game because it's fucking hard. It is really tough. Like the third boss handed my ass to me when I, when I played him yesterday. Well, just like the game, it, it, you know, it has, like, for instance, the parasites that you can get, they mm-hmm. give you a positive stat boost of some sort, and they give you a negative stat boost. Like what That would be a stat not uh, a, a debuff? A, a debuff, a yeah. <laughs> Unboost. Like, like, for instance, like, you might get something that gives you, like, 15% more damage to your, your guns and melee attacks, but it takes, it, uh, it, it slows you down, like, in movement or something, or it slows your yeah. boost down, or it slows down the cooldown of of your uh, your dash or something, your dash attack or something. So, like there are, there are these like positives and negatives to the parasites, and then like you can get um you get like malfunctions with your suit, which like really fuck mm-hmm. things up, which make it so you can't <laughs> like. I got one today where like I could only heal by collecting like the currency. Uh, that yeah. comes out of the enemies. I couldn't actually collect the 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 siphus like things. Silphium, Siphium or whatever. Silphium, yeah. Couldn't collect but, those. Well, the the thing so, is, so if I couldn't collect those, I couldn't increase my life. Mm-hmm. Because if you have full life and you collect the Siphium, it gives you like a uh, a Siphium reserve or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Uh no, it it, bo- it boosts your integrity, right? Yeah, it like boosts your integrity. Using- but you have to co- like you have to have full life to boost your integrity. The only way to boost it is to collect three of these Siphium things to boost your life. And if you don't mm-hmm. have full life, then you can't boost your life. So like, it, well, it, it just, gives it, you this. Spawns- there, there is this like constant like do not get hit ever mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you don't get hit, then you build up your uh, adrenaline, which gives you other abilities. And then it also, like, makes you stronger and gives you more weapon proficiency. But if you get hit, then it damages your integrity, it damages your adrenaline, it kind of puts you back to zero. Like, this whole game is about, like, resetting you to zero just to fuck with you. (laughs) And, like, it's it's so good, but it's so infuriating all at the same time. It's so many levels of risk-reward, because the malfunctions you were talking about, there are items throughout the world that are malignant, and... It basically is like when when you hover over them, you can collect them, but you're given like a moderate to very high chance of getting a malfunction. And then that malfunction, like John said, will be like a uh, what was the one that you had? The um, oh, it, it, where I could only regain life by collecting the currency, the obelites or whatever they're yeah. called. Yep. And then I had one the other day that was any successful hit on an enemy returns a counterattack. So literally, if I hit them with a bullet, 
I got a bullet sent directly at me, no matter where they were, that was unlike their actual weapon. It just behaved. It was like a direct line straight back to me. Yeah, that was, was a pain hard. in the ass. I remember yeah. that. I got that one at least once. So, but they also give you a condition to clear that malfunction. It can be a thing that's like open, open several containers, open Kill two containers, thirty or, enemies. But what yeah. sucks is if you've already killed all the enemies in the level and you're stuck with this <laughs> fucking malfunction, malfunction yeah. and then you go to fight the boss, <laughs> like you're really screwed. Like, yeah, it's no, I, I mean, it's this is just like the whole game is risk reward on forty different levels all at once. And so you're constantly just, like, trying to decide whether or not do I really need to go into the next room? Am I good with what I have? Should I go and fight the boss because I already know where he is? Or, you know, even once you've already finished one of the bosses, you get the ability to basically skip past them as soon as you find the room that lets you continue on to the next biome. So you can also say, like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go forward and I'll probably find better items anyway. But are the items that I have good enough that I'll survive in the next biome? It's just, uh, it turns me into a ball of stress, but I love it for some reason. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the thing is like, I find myself coming back to it, but like, I get so frustrated when I feel like I've made good progress and then I die and then I'm just like, I can't play this right now. I I end up putting it down. Yeah. Which is, Zach is, Zach is, is, uh, salty in the chat because he wants to play Returnal, but obviously it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, so... I mean, I thought supposedly like seven plus million people have PS5 somehow. No, uh, all those guys trying to fucking sell them for $2,000 on eBay still have them in their fucking living rooms like a bunch of assholes. That's true. I guess those count as sales. So maybe the install base for, you know, the games for PS5 is really more like one million. <laughs> I bet it's more than that. But anyway, supposedly they're going to try and sell 14 million through the next 14 million total. By the end of this fiscal year, the fourteen million total period. April. Like I'm just that's so, it. Ugh. I'm so <laughs> but, over people ruining our hobby. Well, it's that, and also the semiconductor shortage, and yeah, you know, COVID, you like all of that shit is all. It's like compounding it so much that like literally anything that you want to buy is starting to get squeezed in a lot of different ways. Um, well, it's okay, guys. No, COVID is okay, over. I could vent a little more here. Like, I'm so over people needing a new fucking F-350 every year, so they have to keep building new giant trucks to crush my little car on the road and waste a bunch of gas. Don't worry about that, man. Semiconductors gone, can't build new cars, no cars. Bam. Yeah, but that's my point. But why is there so much demand for all these things? Why? Just build build more PS5s and less trucks. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, it's the same parts, you know. The GPUs yeah. usually go into the truck, and if yeah, they have more of the GPUs, they can they can put it. <laughs> yeah, because you need you need your truck to operate at 120 frames a second. <laughs> you want a smooth ride, right? <laughs> I got an F120. I don't have that 350. Who needs that shit? But no, I mean, I I it's insane, and I mean that's one of the stories that I'm going to bring up is that Sony has basically come out and said uh, we expect constraint issues into 2022 which is sad and infuriating for a lot of people and sucks but like also you know it's video games that's besides the point the point is returnal sweet (laughs) i don't quite know if it's worth 70 dollars. i'm still trying to determine that myself in my head 69.99 yes 70 dollars the new the new future of video games yeah, the new video game baseline cost that not everybody has committed to because some people are still selling games at fifty nine ninety nine. Because they they don't make any money when they sell the systems, right? That's another story we're probably not going to talk about. Yeah, nobody well, makes money always, selling that's, systems. That's always been the case. Oh also, yeah, all the people know. that scalp them on eBay are making tons of money. But yeah, Sony's not making any money. Either. Sony should just sell the damn things for two thousand dollars. They'll get the scalpers out of the way, <laughs> and the people that really want them will get them. It wasn't that somebody's suggestion to just sell everything at auction. I think, yeah, probably. I don't know. But, Zach, I agree with you. I don't think, like, I guess we don't know. We do have Days Gone coming and uh, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Um, I don't know too much about Housemark's relationship with Sony. 
I think Sony owns them completely. I can't remember. I should look this up as I'm saying these things because I have a fucking computer right in front of my face. Um, but uh, it's possible. It no, could they, make they, its it way. It says like they work on console and PC. Like headquartered in Helsinki, Finland, Housemark is a game developer working on console and PC. So I don't think they're just tied to uh, PlayStation. Okay, it might it might just be a second party situation where like they. Kind of like how Insomniac was until Sony bought them. Um, so you know, I would. I mean, if 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 this does well, maybe they will buy them. I'm not sure. This just in: uh, Microsoft is buying Housemark. No, I just made that up. <laughs> Next Machina was the last game that came out for Windows and PS4 by Housemark, uh, but that was also just published by Housemark. This one's been published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So I, I do want to say. Um, um, one of the things I really like about Returnal is like the creature design. Um, that has this very like matrix, like real world matrix thing going on with some of these like tentacle monster things that you see that are really cool yeah. and creepy. It's, it's kind of Geigery. It's kind of um, you know, and and deviations from that, including like alien ish and you know that type of stuff. Yeah, everything looks really sweet. It's cool. It's like it's got a very cool aesthetic to it. I think the least appealing aesthetic in the game is the actual main character's face. She just like she's got a weird face. I don't know. <laughs> it, I mean, the graphics are are very. It's good. gorgeous. It looks I mean, very good. And I think and like, like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I wonder if like they made this game so dark so that the ray tracing really shines like legit like no pun intended that shit shines like you can see (laughs) the light of every blast reflecting off of every surface in the game yeah the the the, um projectiles are all really colorful and everything like that so like it's very very bright very shoot 'em up you know it's very much like resogun you can see the resogun uh pedigree in this game very much. It's super present. I actually wanted to go back and and like reinstall Resogun to see if like the creatures in Resogun resemble any oh. of the creatures in this <laughs> game because I'm I'm assuming they take place in the same universe. They could. I don't know. Which is cool. Like I dig there's... that. I dig that like multi-level like these multiple games all take place in the same universe, but they're very different games. Like I, I I'm all about that kind of stuff. So this game's cool. I I would if you have a PS5 and you're listening to this, check it out. It's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I don't, it's very I, different. I mean, you could be playing other PS4 stuff, but like this is one of the few PS5 like exclusives you can actually play, so I think it might be worth in, in that sense, if it sounds like something you're interested in, it might be worth it. If you hate roguelikes, you should stay away because it's not. If you don't have any patience, if you don't have patience, it's not good for you. <laughs> but I just, like, I know that I got it, I played it for a few hours, and the first response I had in talking to you guys was to say, this game is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely cool. So Yeah, and, and you, you touched on the story. I'll very briefly say, like, I also think it's interesting and cool. I'm kind of curious to see if it pays off in any real way in terms of, like, the whole motif of the game, uh, which we haven't really spoken to, and I'll kind of leave that, but... We'll see. We'll see exactly if it. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, I'll beat it at some point and can speak to whether or not it's sweet. Uh, Zach is asking, "Do we approve of the ten dollar higher game pricing or no?" That's tough because Demon Souls was also ten dollars more than normal. Um, I think it's something we need to just come to terms with because how long have we been paying sixty bucks for games now and the price hadn't gone up and. I- it's it's the same thing as we're seeing this happen right now. I don't know if you've noticed this, Alex, but the Burger King in Berkeley's been closed for two weeks, like <laughs> because nobody wants to come to work, because yeah, nobody well, wants to work in shit conditions and get paid shit money. Yeah. So and, if, and then probably get COVID on top of it, and probably yeah. get COVID on top of it. So if I if my ten extra dollars for a game guarantees me a quality game. And the person making it is treated fairly and paid and compensated properly, then I have no qualms about paying ten dollars more. If if I am paying ten dollars more for a game and that those people are being treated like shit, they're not getting good bonuses like the fucking cyberpunk 
CD Projekt Red, all the lower level people got fucked on their bonuses. That game made fucking millions of dollars and those people got fucked on their bonuses. That makes me furious. Like, that kind of shit does not fly. So, if if games are going to go up in price, I want to make sure the people getting the money are the people who deserve the money. And that's... I agree. That's where I stand with it. But is that guaranteed? No. No. It's not I, guaranteed. I don't, I don't have a problem paying $10 more for a game. I Okay, and also, I'm an adult now with a job, and I can, you know, I'm not... I'm not, you know, 12 years old trying to f- buy a PlayStation 2 game that uh, is going to need to last me until I can afford the next one with my allowance or whatever it's going to be. Like, it doesn't, it affects me less because I'm, I, I don't necessarily calculate the like proposition, the, the, the value proposition as much as I used to anymore. But at the same time, yeah, I, I would want that extra $10 going to the workers, but it's, it's it's not you know Zach is saying price hasn't gone up but everything is also digital now it's strange to me that games would increase in price when the physical value is pretty much non-existent now I well, that's the thing I honestly just with Returnal and I kind of went back on it for Resident Evil 8 was like GameStop kind of doesn't exist anymore and there's not really great ways to trade in your games so why would I bother buying them physically if I could just also these games aren't going to work without servers in the future anyway even if i own them on disc because they get massive day one patches so owning them physically gives me no real advantage over buying them digitally yeah so uh, it's 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 weird but also like you know it it's gotten it's only gotten more expensive to produce a video game than it used yeah to i mean the, the cost of doing business as just a general phrase like the cost of doing business goes up like year after year after year after year. And again, we sat here seeing games kind of stay at that $50, $60 price point for 20 years, maybe longer. Cause I think cartridge games were like always $60, at least for the Nintendo 64 and maybe super NES. Like they were always pretty expensive, but um, I think now the cost of games has gone up to like make them but also like there are more people playing the games like i feel like we're like we're again we're kind of in this like heyday of like video gaming there's a lot of fucking gamers like a lot of people who you don't think would play games are playing games yeah so many that you can't buy machines to game on right exactly look keep going sorry but but basically all i'm getting at is that the the money because we want to see these people paid and compensated properly and everything like the, the money is there for them to have. If it's, if it trickles down from stupid higher ups, <laughs> however you want to, fr- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be slightly political about That's this. Just in John not. believes in trickle down. I cannot, I'm just kidding. Yeah. In the video game industry specifically. I, I was uh, just going to say, think about CDPR and the fact that like something that I brought up in the last episode, I think that they were like, uh, recently they've been like, well, so now we're switching to be a two game studio because we realized that we weren't going to be able to rely on cyberpunk bringing in money for the next several years because nobody wants to play it. And if we don't have that money, it could mean we don't exist as a business anymore. And they just sold one of the hot, like they just sold so many fucking copies of their game on day one. Like it, it if you can be one of the people selling the most popular video game at the time and still kind of be like, Oh, we need to rethink our entire way of working because we could end up in a place where we don't have enough money to pay people anymore. Mm -hmm. Corporate malfeasance or whatever aside, you know, the financials of the video game industry are very weird. There's also all kinds of free to play games. Anyway, I think it's a very interesting question, Zach, and I'm glad that you asked it. And it's something that it stands to kind of be reevaluated every once in a while because things are constantly changing. I, I mean, but. they were bringing this up for years, saying video games were going to go up in price, and they never did. So, that, like now they're actually doing it. But like in my opinion, like the quality of the games has stepped up too. So, like yeah. having better quality games, like I feel I don't feel as bad paying that much money because I feel like I'm going to get my money's worth in a sense, you know. Even with it's Cyberpunk, also, like Cyberpunk may have been like sixty bucks and may have been a total shit show at launch, but like I know when I go to sit down and actually play Cyberpunk, when all the bugs are fixed and it like is like the game it was meant to be or whatever the fuck, like I'm gonna get my money's worth out of it at that point for sure. Yeah, 
And I mean, I've already yeah. played it for like 24, 25 hours or something like that. Like, I feel like I've already gotten a decent amount of time out of it. Like, I don't feel like I wasted my money with Cyberpunk. Now, the yeah. Order 1886, I wasted every fucking dollar of that because that game fucking blew ass. <laughs> that was the worst game I've ever played in my entire Thank life. Thank you for wasting your money on that so I could just borrow it. Fucking <laughs> shit game. Mine. It was a shit game. Sony should be ashamed of themselves for that garbage. Yeah. No. And then fucking great. Joss Whedon makes a fucking HBO show about it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think check out Returnal. Rent yes. it. Rent it from your like the last family video <laughs> ever. If yeah, you can I find know. it. I think they're all gone at this point. Rentals are get gone. it from get it from GameFly because they still exist. Yep. But uh, and when you catch COVID, cough in the case and send it back. Jesus Christ. The views of John Morrell do not represent the views of the Midwest Podcast Network. Blah, um, blah, blah. Speaking of value in video games, uh, Ubisoft, and we're going to go into news now. Do it. Let's news it. Ubisoft says it's changing strategy to focus on more, quote, high-end free-to-play games. There's no such thing as high-end free-to-play. You know what? There is. N- there really is. one high-end free-to-play uh, game. Apex right. Legends. Okay. Do you do you want to play Apex Legends? Nope. Or do you want to play Neopets? Nope. Which of those, if if you had a gun to your head and you had to pick one of those two games, which one are you going to play? I, I'd grab the guy's hand and pull the trigger. Okay. Well, that's a personal problem. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, this, this came out today because uh, I think there was like an earnings call of some kind or something like that. Uh, they also delayed Skull and Bone, which has been delayed several times so far. Kind of the piratey style game that was built off of the Assassin's Creed pirate ship mechanics, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've been, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I remember commenting in fall of last year, Ubisoft had Watch Dogs 3 and um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and uh, the, the one that I was just playing. Uh, Fe- Immortals Phoenix Rising those all came out in like s- within several months of each other big heavy hitters long games open world that type of thing and now they are trying to look at more high end free to play games for all of their biggest franchises according to Video Games Chronicle um, I think I also I don't read really that know. they're like they're scaling back like the RPG elements of Assassin's Creed and going back to like the base like what the original game was like or something like that which I don't know if I'm opposed to that because I liked the first game and the second one, but um, I don't know, man. Like you, you they were what did they release three games in the middle of a pandemic and they didn't perform as well as they thought they would because people don't have any fucking money, so they're going to change their entire business model. Like get out of here. I I don't know how much of it is that and how much of it is literally them looking at you know they put out Hyperscape, which is their battle royale. But how much are they looking at things like Does, Apex Legends? I mean, is Hyperscape making them a bunch of money? I don't know. Maybe they're not. They say, so here's the quote from somebody at Ubisoft in this article says, We have taken the time to learn from what we did last year with Hyperscape. We are also learning, of course, with the launch that will make of Roller Champions, and we're, we've been learning a lot with Brawlhalla, which is fast growing. I think they have a few of these free-to-play games in their stable. They were probably like, hey... Look at the return on investment for Hyperscape. Like, it might not be the biggest one, but maybe they put so little effort into it that they kind of farted it out, and it's making them so much money now that they're like, yeah, we should just do more of these. Maybe that's what's happening. Ugh, just <laughs> a big, but you, big you, fat bummer. But what if Rainbow Six Quarantine comes out, and it's just a free-to-play Rainbow Six game? That's I don't. That, that's the thing, man. What like, if you when, don't when have I, to pay sixty nine ninety nine for Rainbow Six because it's when free I, to when play? When I think of these free to play games, all I hear is like, "Oh, you can buy this battle pass to get all this extra stuff," and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, just let me pay money outright for a game and play it and enjoy it. Like I don't want to have to like have this other shit to keep up on all the time. Like I'll be honest, like, one of the reasons I don't care to play Rainbow Six so much anymore is because I just don't give a shit about any of that stuff. It's, like, not even, like, I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's, you're bringing mobile game mentality to consoles and PCs, and I just don't, I'm not here for that. Like, I don't hate that shit. 
Like, oh, you, yeah. hey, guess what? You've played for four hours. you got to pay some money to unlock this thing so you can play. keep playing. <laughs> I'm not. No. Like, I don't. I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, like, look at how many years we were playing Rainbow Six and the fact that it, like, you know, yeah, we gave it some more money for, like, the latest characters or whatever, but technically you didn't really have to. Like, how much does it really change Rainbow Six to become free-to-play? And I guess that's what we'll have to see if they do that with Quarantine. I wonder if that's why they've delayed it, is because they're maybe reworking trying to make it into a pay-as-you-go. Maybe, maybe, or yeah. free to play. So it's it's free to play, but it's really pay as you go. Like <laughs> that's what it is. No, I would call current Rainbow Six pay as you go because I'm dumb and I gave them thirty dollars every year. I don't feel bad about it because I played so much of that game. But like that was pay as you go. Free to play is me being like uh, I get Rainbow Six and then you know I only spend my renown on buying the characters that I'm gonna play because I only play one character anyway. I'm just I don't know like, like the free to play games get they have there's a point you get to them where that something you get locked out of something because you don't want to pay the money you know like there's there's but that's always not that. that's not Fortnite though you know you can continue playing Fortnite all you want it's the same fucking game every time and it sucks because it's Fortnite. But it's it's just Fortnite. You keep playing Fortnite. Same thing with PUBG. Same thing with Apex, although they have different modes, as we've heard previously. I've played the same game of Rainbow Six a lot. And yeah, it was just, fine. I don't know. So, I don't know. Like, it's true. They could implement it in such a weird way that would make it suck. Like, you can only do four uh, qualifying rounds every day, every three hours. And blah, blah, blah. Like, maybe they could do something like that, and it would suck. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. We'll see. Yep. Uh, The only other news story that I was planning to cover, I already mentioned, Sony expecting PS5 supply issues to continue in the next year. Demand appears to be higher than it was for PS4. This is The Verge reporting. Uh, Sony CFO came out and said uh, that the situation is going to continue into 2022. Demand is only higher than PS4 because there literally is no supply. Like, the demand seems higher. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Are you fucking joking me right now? Like, come on. Sony is aiming to produce 14.8 million PS5 consoles in the financial year, beginning, uh... Oh, no, yeah, so they're doubling, basically. Sony is aiming to produce at least 14.8 million PS5 consoles in the financial year, beginning April 2021, after having sold 7.8 million through March 31st. The company also sold 14.8 million PS4 consoles in its first full fiscal year, but didn't experience severe supply constraints for most of that period, suggesting initial demand for the PS5 is markedly higher. Like, I'm curious, like, how much of the demand for PS5 is there because people just want to buy it to resell it? Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I want to get a PS5 because they're only See, $500. It's the easiest right. way to turn $500 into $2,000. Let's take a look here. From... As as the person you know who would have been in the most closed space to being a PlayStation Five scalper, dude, you could have made like sixteen that. grand. <laughs> I know, I understand. I between the graphics cards and the Playstations I spent, you could have made you could have made like fifty grand. <laughs> I I spent fourteen to sixteen thousand dollars of other people's money last year buying these things. So, like, if I would have just sold that all myself on eBay, that's, uh, you know. Your fucking uh, credit card's like the t- like a skee-ball machine at Major Magic's and it's just <laughs> spitting out tickets. I'm surprised the IRS isn't at my door from all the Venmo activity that I had last year. I probably, like, looked like This guy's Venmo activity. Yeah, you look like Matt Gates right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Instead of sex trafficking, you're trafficking <laughs> PlayStations and graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's I, I had I did. It's weird because I also had everybody make the comment uh, uh, homework. What did he say? I forget what he called. Anyway, yeah, it was I like school. Remember. It just said it was school. like it was like yeah, school, school work. <laughs> that's school. I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds terrible. Okay, it has nothing I to look, do with video uh, games. <laughs> I looked it up here. There are still several auctions going for like eight hundred fifty to a thousand dollars for a PlayStation Five. So hmm. uh, oh, I thought come, it had they've come, come down. down in price. They've, they've come down from fifteen hundred, but they are still 
up there over a hundred percent above MSRP. So, oh, what a deal! Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I yeah, you know, I'm still not feeling too bad about not not having one. I've missed out on a few titles, but until the titles catch up. They'll be there, and you can play them, and it'll be fine. Yeah. And maybe they'll come out by on PC by the time that you want to buy one anyway, and then you'll be like, well, fuck it, I don't need a PlayStation anymore. That's entirely possible. But um, it's a bummer that the people who want them can't get their hands on one. You For know, sure. If, if, if you want one. Uh, it's, it's sad that, like, Returnal's out, and we can tell people to check it out, but, like, they can't necessarily buy the system to play it. That, that's, that's a bummer. But, I feel like um, I, I feel like the Sarah McLaughlin song should be playing in the background right now while you're having this monologue. <laughs> in the arms of an angel, I start crying. Oh, and, no. Uh, no. Uh, you too but- can help gamers in need. <laughs> 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 Patreon.com slash Texas. Uh, no, <laughs> for the, uh- for five dollars a day, you too can help give a gamer a PS5 that we purchase for them and send to them. <laughs> but uh no it it i think the interesting thing is like maybe by the time that people get ps5s they'll have an answer for for game pass and then you'll be able to play returnal for a small subscription fee on your cell phone uh on your cell phone maybe or but maybe it's exclusive to sony xperia cell phones <laughs> <laughs> you know they would do that shit you fucking yep. know they would do that i'm sure they would or you can pull out your vita Yep. And give it give it one last firmware update. <sighs> yeah. That's the only reason we had uh, we kept the Vita around was so we could uh implement this uh, Sony Xperia uh, play experience. I was seriously thinking the series. other night like if I could pull out my Vita and just play Returnal on it through remote play, I would do that, but you I don't can't? think I don't think you can remote play to a PlayStation 5. But you, a, but you can remote so play a is... PS you can remote play a PS5 to a PS4. <laughs> Yeah, I have like forty years of input lag. But <laughs> well, no, I'm yeah, just saying. Can like, you why, remote if, play one to the other to the other? Can't you remote? I, just, can't, doesn't be, remote play on your iPad work? Remote chain. Well, I don't have an iPad anymore. Oh, you but, shit! Because <laughs> you sold it to get a better one, right? And now those aren't available. Now, now I'm not buying one. Uh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, because you're saving for a better TV, so you can sell you sell me your old one. No, he's just going to take all those major magics tickets over to the ticket counter and get an iPad for 12,000 tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That works, too. Whatever. That'd be nice. Let's anyway, uh, hopefully, more, hopefully more PS5s will be available in the future soon. Probably not. Doesn't sound like it. According to the news article, I just read. there's all these there's all these slow motion black and white shots of these gamer kids crying. They just have like tears going down their cheeks. They've got they've got an Xbox uh, One Salt. X in their arms. There are all these neck beards outside of Micro Center, and they're just sitting there. They got tears coming down their cheeks because they couldn't get a graphics card. They're just oh, crying. God, the dude who made those pure Michigan com- commercials should have gone to the Madison Heights fucking <laughs> Micro Center to make one of those. Jesus. Pure anyway, micro center. Pure micro center. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that's all I got. Unless there's any other news to discuss that you guys want to talk about. Mm, nope. Nah, um, man. I can't I have think of copy, anything else that's happened. Yeah. I've got a copy of Resident Evil 8, a Resident Evil Village, excuse me, arriving on my porch tomorrow. Uh if anybody would like to steal it. Just kidding. Is that release day? No, it came, out, it came out last it came week. out on Friday oh. last week. Uh, I just wanted to number one give Returnal the room to breathe, and I also was like hopeful that I would play Resident Evil Seven to refresh myself on it and finish my run, but I I haven't. Did, are they related in story? Yes, yes, they are. Well, uh, the same crap. same same main character. Well, um, hmm. Maybe I'll play Seven through. Uh... It's on Game, Game Pass. Pass now. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, you should. It's great. You should check it out. Um, Just wait till you see the big boobies on the chicken eight, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here it's all the rage on the internet. That's all anybody was talking about about that game. They're just like, "Have you seen this shit?" Like, <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's a big person, so that makes sense. She'd have big parts. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so Resident Evil Village. I don't know if uh, I, I Tim might be a little bit behind. I don't know if Tim will be playing it or not. I think Willie might be playing it. I haven't touched base with him, so maybe we can get one of those guys or both of them over to to talk with us about that game. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably what's next. I'm sure there's other stuff coming out. I'm sad because if I do play Resident Evil 8, I feel like I'm probably going to put Returnal down and then I'm just so scarred from losing at that game that I'm not going to play it again. But Let's see, what do we got? We've got uh, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends coming out. Actually, it came out this week, it looks like. Okay. Uh, Monster Harvest. I don't know what the hell that is. Nobody cares about that. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming out uh, May 14th. Yes, please. Days Gone on PCs out on the 18th. Uh, what else have we got? Metopia, May 21st. Biomutant May twenty fifth. I've got Biomutant on uh, that's reserved. And then, uh, what? When was Mario Golf coming out? Is that coming out July? I I thought it was coming so. out sooner. I think it's I think it's in the next couple months. But, but yeah, there's yeah. there's some stuff so. coming out. Subnautica is going to be on Switch. That's kind of cool. A lot of people hmm. play that game. Rust is Ratchet. coming to PS four and Xbox One. Ranch and Clank isn't that far away, is it? That's June, I think. Okay. Okay. So kind of around the corner, but not quite. Yeah, there's there's games coming. June 11th is Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Zach says, Biomutant looks fucking amazing. Uh, rumor has it, it's like uh, like Fallout meets like Breath of the Wild is what I was reading. It so, does look really cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. I got it 25% off on Green Man when they had a coupon. Okay. So... Watch did out. you say Mario Golf is June twenty fifth? I didn't. I didn't say. Did you okay. say that? That sounds. It is cool. June twenty fifth. So yeah, I want that for sure. Uh, play, yeah, I'm gonna play the shit out of some Mario Golf. Sounds like there's some games coming out in the near future. Finally. Is there... Oh, uh, Earth Defense Force World Brothers coming out for PlayStation Four, Switch, and PC May twenty seventh. We'll, we'll have to phone our Earth Defense Force. Uh, uh, guru uh, cor- correspondent to see uh, how <laughs> he's gonna the- wear a suit he's gonna have an earpiece in talking into a handheld <laughs> microphone like guys I'm here god god I would love to do that so much <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> like like the who's line skits where they would make Colin talk with the green screen behind him and just yep. play random clips of things and make him guess what he was talking about yeah and it's like a hurricane going on behind him Yes, like, and oh. it's just gigantic bugs from Earth Defense Force right, consuming but in, in Gojo. <laughs> yes, God, beautiful, be perfect. All right. Anyways, uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com/slash/links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as one dollar a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz/slash/patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. You also get to check out the tiny terrors from the guys at Horror Movie Yearbook. And uh, yeah, they're always fun and interesting and a little bit different. Last, like, you know, I mentioned at the top of the episode last time we talked about food and drink. This time, I'm not sure what we're talking about. Maybe Brian's trip to New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to talk about Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb. Alex is going to cry about Giant Bomb for 45 minutes. If you want to hear me cry a week early before everybody else, please uh, give us a dollar a month. It's going to be emotional. It'll be a good time. It will. So anyways. We're going to play Sarah McLaughlin actually, in the bonus episode. Yeah. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe for, uh, what is it, $5 a month at the lowest subscription. Or you can use a free like Amazon Prime Twitch subscription, because they give you one for free every month. Uh, you can give us that, and it doesn't cost you anything if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, other than that, not sure what we'll talk about next time, but we'll figure it out. And we appreciate everybody being here. Thanks to everybody in the chat. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.